listeners, we give you the opportunity as well to get your Bible, pens, pads, or your phone or your iPad with the Bible on it. Amen? Amen. Amen. We're grateful to be back into the house of the Lord. Glad, glad, glad to be back. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's one thing to, to, to work and do the whole week, but it's another to be able to come into the house of the Lord on Sunday to be refreshed so you can go back and do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Amen? Amen. 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 If you're keeping a journal, we're still talking about the apothecy. That's what we're talking about. And the reason why we're talking about it is because the Holy Spirit said we needed to talk about it. Amen? So whatever Jesus says, that's what we're going to do. Amen? So if you're labeling, we're still talking about the apothecy. One thing that we want to do this morning is what we're going to do is we're going to talk about this. We're going to do some um, rechecking back over it, but then we're going to kind of move further. Amen? And that's what we're going to do. So first thing I want to do is we just want to go back over what is that? What does that mean? What is the book of Jude talking about uh, when it says the apothecy? And it's not only in the book of Jude, and we're going to go over some scriptures this morning. Uh, it is uh, in other scriptures in the Bible. But what does that mean? The apothecy is the abandonment or renunciation of a religious belief. It is a falling away from the Christian faith. Okay? And the Bible speaks of that. Okay, the apothecy, the falling away. Listen at this. It is the sign of the last days. Okay, so we, we as the body of Christ, number one, Jude says, I want to stir you up in your mind. I want to remind you what happened to everyone that did fall away. He says, I want to encourage you to hold on. Why do you want to encourage us, Jude? He says, because these are the last days. And the apostle Paul had already told us that in the last days, perilous times were coming. Amen. On next Sunday, I have a prophetic dream that I want to share with you. Uh, last Sunday was not the proper time, even though it was had before last Sunday. This Sunday was not the proper time. But on next Sunday, I want to share with you a prophetic dream that God gave me. Amen? And there's something about the Word of God. Now, the Holy Bible is a book of prophecies. But there's something about when the Lord comes on the scene and says, this is where you are. You know, it's, it's almost like it's already written in the Bible. The Lord says, I will bless my people. I will keep my people. Uh, I'm going to take care of my people. No evil shall befall my people. But then there's another level when the Holy Spirit himself descends and says, the blessing is now. D does that, you see what I'm saying? When he says it's now, okay, it's almost like, yeah, God, it's in the Logos, but now you send a rhema word to say, this is where you are, really. Amen? And so this is what that prophetic dream is going to be about. It's, it is really where we are. Amen? So we'll, we're going to bring that next Sunday. Amen? So the apothecy is the falling away. And the Lord does not want us to fall away. Each one of us have something that we go through with. But we have to understand something. The enemy comes to kill steal, and destroy. But the Lord comes that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And he wants us to be encouraged and strengthened. Don't turn loose of the word of God. Don't stop praying. Don't stop fasting. Don't stop seeking the Lord. Don't stop coming to the house of the Lord as so many have already done. Even the scripture tells us, as you see the day approaching, Fail not, fail not to assemble yourselves together. He says, rather than running away from the church, when you see days, these days approaching like they are, he says, uh, run to the house of the Lord. Why? The word is in the house of the Lord. Well, what is that all about? The word keeps us strong. The word washes us. It washes our minds so we won't faint in our minds over everything that we see going on. Amen? And it's heartbreaking to see how many people are leaving Jesus. 
It's heartbreaking to see how many people have already left the word, already left Jesus. People don't have a mind to come to, to the services anymore. Just, just look at it. Watch it. It's all around us, and it's heartbreaking because what? The Bible says in the last days there was going to be what? A great falling away. It's deception. It's foolishness. Amen? Because we need the word of God. So it's a sign of the last days. Even the purest churches may have their apostates, those who fall away from the true and living God and his order. You know, people say, well, I don't need to come to church. I know the word. I got a Bible. You might have it, but are you living up to God's order? Do you even know his order? Hello? He says, how can they hear without a preacher? Hello? Every creature got a preacher. Every creature has a preacher. He says, in their conquest for the truth, they make shipwreck. They, they claim they're looking for truth, but truth is only in the word of God. Amen? So go to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. And I don't know about you, but I try. I really do. I turn that radio on. I turn that TV on. I don't know what these people are talking about. I have to get away from it. It's like, what are you saying? It, it's just like, oh, my God. It's like a mouthful of mush. Uh, when are you going to tell the truth? When are you going to preach the truth? I, can't, I, can't, I can hardly tolerate it. Amen? I just, I don't know. I can hardly tolerate it. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. It's not enough for me. I'm sorry. Some people can stay on milk. Some people can stay on that little oatmeal that if you put it in your hand, you can just blow it away. The little baby oatmeal that you put in the milk and stir it up, it's not going to work for me. I've got to have more. Amen? I've, I've got to have more. So I tolerate it till I can get back in the house of the Lord. <laughs> I tolerate it till I can open my Bible. I tolerate it until the Lord gives me something else to read in his word. Amen? 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. And it says, Paul and Silvanus, Timotheus, unto the church of the Thessalonians, in God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Is that in your Bible? All right. He says, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Listen at this. He says, let no one deceive you. Let no man, woman, boy, or girl deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a what? A what? A what? Okay. He says, that day cannot come until there's a falling away first and that the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Now, now listen at what he's saying. It is the church with the Holy Spirit in you that's holding back the man of perdition. It is the church that is really the salt of the earth and the light in this dark world, okay? But there is coming a time when what the devil wants to do, he's going to be able to do it. There is coming a time, the Bible says it, when he that now let it, he is going to let. And basically everybody that is caught up in this in this world, in the world system, you don't know nothing about the word. You're just having yourself a good old time. You're doing what you want to do. You're doing your own thing. You don't need Jesus. You don't need the church. You don't need a preacher. <laughs> he says, that day is coming. And there will be many, sadly to say, that's going to be caught up in the day of perdition. Amen? Because... They don't know when, they don't know where, they're not in Bible study, they're not under the word, so they don't know how long, they don't know what it looks like, what am I supposed to do when it hits? And see, sometimes we play games with God. We want to wait till trouble knock on the door and then we run into church. Do you think God is stupid? Just asking. 
Just asking. Somebody say, don't be deceived. deceived. Say, that day cannot happen until there's a falling away. You know why there must be a falling away first before the man of perdition, the antichrist, and all the evil that wants to have its way in this earth can happen? You, you know why? Because the more people that fall away, guess what that does? That opens the door. That opens the door. Yeah, it opens the door. It almost hastens the day. Amen? Because, see, Satan is not stupid. He's not going to let his opportunity, uh-oh, get away. While that door open, he's going to drag as many as he can with him. But guess what? You ought to stand up and tell him just like I do. You're a liar. I'm not going with you. I will not be caught up in those times. I'm not serving God for stuff. I'm not serving God for what's in his hand. And then once I get my stuff, I'm gone. Hello, I'm not serving God in good times. I'm going to serve him in the bad times. Come on, he want to know, can we serve him in the bad times? He want to know, can we serve him in the insulting times? Hello? Teach on my high. Yeah, no bullshit. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. That's what it's talking about. In the day of Paul, they were going around and saying, oh, the day of the Lord is at hand. The day of the Lord is at hand. He's, he's, he, he's here. He's coming. And, and Paul said, hold up. No, 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 no. We, there's a, there's a, don't be deceived. That day can't come except they come in a falling away first and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposed it and exalted himself above all that is called God or that is worshiped so that he, as God, sitting in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Okay? Now, we know this is talking about the Antichrist. But what did, what did the Apostle Paul write and tell us? What did they tell us uh, in, in, the, in the end of the Bible, in, in the Bible, in 1 Peter, 1 John? What did they say? Many Antichrists are already among us. Okay? The spirit of Antichrist is already here. We don't have to go looking for it. It's already here. And there are seeds that come with the spirit of Antichrist. One of the ruthless seeds is they deny the deity of Christ. They deny the atonement. They are against Christ and his teachings. Humanism. There's much worldly speech and actions. We see that, right? There are teachers of heresy. There are anti-Christians. There is deceiver, deceivers, and there is lawlessness. The more they move the Bible out of America, the more lawlessness you're going to see. The, the more they, they push the church over here and say the church is not essential, the more lawlessness you will see. But we are not to let go and turn loose and run. We are to stand on the word of God. And know that this is the greatest moment, oh yeah, for the church. Because we serve a great God. And we already know what he said. Amen. He that endured to the end shall be what? Saved. Not he that endured for a week or a moment or, or doing a, a, a little small tribulation or a little small attack. No, some attacks are so, so horrible. They make you feel like you're dead. But that's when the Holy Ghost in you, I think it was Minister Chariot was singing something on the inside of me saying, go ahead. Go ahead. The word of God, the name of Jesus. Hello, the word, the name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit keeps saying, no, go ahead. Serve the Lord. Love the Lord. Don't turn loose because the fate of those that do not stay with Jesus is much worse than what we will be facing. Did you hear what I said? It's going to be much worse. I'd rather go on through with Jesus now. Didn't have to endure that. Amen? Amen. Somebody say, stay with, Jesus. stay with Jesus. First Timothy chapter 4. So you saw that word, right? 
falling away. What does that mean? Apothecy. Okay, let me just do this right quick. I'm sorry, I'm in the mode of teaching, preaching. So just let me, I haven't seen you all week. Now, let me do this. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letters as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come an apothecy first. An apothecy of falling away. Falling away from what? The, the, the word. The church. They were in the church, but they gone. They got out here in the world and they thought they could handle it all by themselves. And guess what? When you hang out with worldly people, somebody going to pull somebody. Don't you fool yourself. When we hang out here in the world system and we're not under the word to wash us, somebody going to get pulled. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So that's falling away apostasy. 1 Timothy 4. All right. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Now the Spirit, what Spirit? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaking expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. Somebody say apothecy. That means to depart from the faith. Watch this. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Is that in your Bible? All right, because when you reject the word of God, now see, this is something we, we need to understand. Anytime you reject the word of God, guess what? The, the word of the devil is coming. And you're either going to accept his word or you're going to accept Jesus' word. I want to make it plain to you, and this is why we stay under the word. So we'll know the difference, because what did the Bible say? What did the apostles say? He, the, that Satan transforms himself into a what? An angel of light. The only way you're going to know the difference between the devil and God is the word. Nothing, look, listen, nothing else. Your best friend is not going to be able to help you. Hello? It's going to be every man, every woman, every boy, every girl for themselves. And if you don't spend time in the word of God, if you're not sitting in your church on Sunday like you need to, one service, one service. To get your mind washed, you're not going to be able to tell the difference between the devil talking to you and the Lord talking to you. Because he transforms. He changes. He doesn't have a pitchfork. He doesn't have two horns and a tail. Yamaha, yeah, yo, bullshit. He's not coming to you uh, with Halloween stuff to scare you. He didn't want to scare you. He wants to entice you, deceive you, so he's going to make it as beautiful as he can. He's going to make it as inviting as he can. That's Shadabaha. Yes, he says, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience sneered with a hot iron. I explain that. After you reject the word so long, after you reject the word so long, your conscience becomes sneered with a hot iron. Guess what? After so many years, you can't receive truth. You, you can't even receive truth. You become reprobated. You think evil is good and good is evil. Mm-hmm. Go to Jude. We're talking about the apothecy. Thank you, Father. I'm not going to be caught up in it. I say I won't be caught up in it. I see the day approaching. I'm coming to the house of the Lord, and you don't have to beg, you don't have to beg me. Amen. I said, you don't have to call me 50 million times to say, come to the house of the Lord. Amen. Jude chapter 1, Amen. verse 5. 
Jude says, I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterwards destroyed them that believed not. And the angels, which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he had reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh or set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Is that in your Bible? Somebody say, these three scriptures are talking about apostasy. That's what it's talking about. Go to 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. 1 John chapter 2, verse 18. It says, little children, it is the last time. And as you have heard that Antichrist shall come. You see that? Somebody say, even now. Somebody say, even now. Are, they, are there many antichrists? Did you hear what I said? They are against God. They are against his word. They're upset because they got to live right. They're upset because they got to read the word. They mad because I don't want God telling me what to do. I don't want to read the word. I don't want to fast. I don't want to have to come to church. Hello, I want God on my terms. That's what they're saying. Give me the Lord on my terms. God, if you come on my terms, I will serve you. And the Lord said, not so. I'm God, not you. <laughs> Shine for me. He says, even now are there many antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time or the last day. What do you say, Lord? They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. How many people have left this church and out here in sin? Oh, you better come on with it. I ain't studying what you came for today because I got a car and some keys. And I know how to get in it and go home. H-O-M-E. The apostasy, the falling away. We all started together. Where are they now? And some of them thought to run and go out of town. God said, don't go out of town. Where are they now? They lost their lives. Disobedience is nothing to play with. One foot in the church, one foot in the world. Where are they now? In great trouble. We don't play with the word. We don't play with God. Now, if you want to be a sinner, just please stay on out there. Because what did I, oh, wait a minute before you just shout me down. Stone me. Jesus said, I'd rather you be either hot or cold. I'll help you out. He said, I don't like lukewarm. He says, I'm going to spew you out of my mouth. He says, make up your mind. You either want to serve him or we don't. Shine for me, Anna. Shine for me. The spirit of Antichrist is already out here. It's already fooling people. Matter of fact, it's already got folk. Folk that used to be in the church. Folk that used to be under the word. Oh, Lord, and I can count on my hands, toes, ears. How many of them said they had a great ministry? Where are you now? I know the Lord called me. Okay, he might have called you, but he told you to sit down under somebody that's been in the world a long time. Go to Jeremiah 8. I'm going to tell the church this morning, 
If you're in here, you better sit your sit down down. Hello? Hello? (laughs) Jesus, help me. Help. Preachers are preaching. Prophets are prophesying. Evangelists are evangelizing. Teachers are teaching. Uh Uh-huh. Apostles are trying to set up new works. Who's listening? Who hath believed our report? And whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? <laughs> the arm of the Lord was his, is his salvation. And the report is Jesus has already died. Get yourself together and serve him. He's already gave you the plan of salvation, gave you the plan of escape. Uh, uh, Jeremiah 8, verse 5, this is apothecy. Jeremiah 8 and 5, why then is this people of Jerusalem and people in this world sliding back by a perpetual backsliding? They hold fast deceit. They refuse to return. And I dare say, you know some folk like that right now. And just because nothing has happened, let me, let me, let me help you out. Just, just because nothing has happened to you, we're good about that. We'll stay in our little sin and do what we want to do. People telling us, come to the house of the Lord, get under the word of the Lord, escape the wrath of God that is coming, escape the turmoil that's coming in the world, or that's already here and just going to get even more so. And, and people think, well, nothing didn't happen yesterday. Nothing happened 10 years ago. The Lord gave Israel 40 years in the wilderness. 40 years. I want to ask you a question, something the Lord presented to me. He says, what would you feel if someone was in your house for 40 years doing what they want to do? And you're telling them consistently, don't do that. Please don't do that. Please don't go there. Please don't. But for, think, I want you to think of 40 years. Okay, let's go a little farther. Jesus told the people in the day of Noah, he says, I'm, my spirit is not going to always strive with mankind, womankind. My spirit will not always strive with you. So therefore, I know you just flesh, so I'm going to give you 120 years. Paul Noah had to preach 120 years, and only eight people heard the message. What if somebody was in your house, your kingdom, for 120 years doing what they want to do? I said, oh, my God, I guess that would just run me just... You mean I got to keep saying, I, I'm, I'm going to say the same thing. They're not going to change now for 120 years. But yet the spirit of the Lord waited in the days of Noah. It took Noah 75 years to build the ark. And he wait, God waited. He preached through Noah to the people for 120 years. So when the flood came, how is it, Ham and Cush, you're going to be mad at God when he waited 120 years? See, we don't think about that. We think calamity comes just, you know, oh, they only sinned one day, Lord. Why did you do that to them? No, God said, I give you time to repent and turn and change your ways and change your thinking. I give you plenty of time, 40 years, 120 years, 25 years. That's right, I want you to think about it. 
God don't just plunge down on somebody and bring judgment. He beat and gave you all that time, all that room to get it right. Noah said, get, get, come on, choose Jesus because it's going to rain. Choose Jesus because it's going to rain. And the people would come just like they do today. They come in this church and they go back out that door. You don't see them no more. They come, they go. And that's how they did Noah. They would come to where they were building the ark and Noah would hit every time. They say every time Noah hit a nail, he was preaching. He was preaching. They said Noah preached so till it was like the nail and the hammer were preaching together. But after 120 years, the rain starts. Now they beating on the dough. When the flood was over, Noah had those three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham had Cush, the people of color. Cush <laughs> begot Nimrod. And Nimrod was mad at God because you killed our people. You lying wonder. Go somewhere and sit down. So that's why they built the Tower of Babel. Because hatred was in their heart toward God. You know, people get mad at God because they folk get in trouble over they folk trouble, over they folk sin, over they folk mess. You didn't have to let it happen that way, God. You didn't have to let it be this way, God. Shut up. God, first of all, God didn't do anything. He just got tired and stepped back. The devil came in. And God is no respected person. He don't care if you're the Pope child, the priest child, the biggest giver in the church child. We got some crazy, idiotic stuff going on. If you was in my kingdom for 40 years, I'd be tired too. If you was in my kingdom for 120 years and I'm steady reaching my hand out to you and you keep slapping my hand, I don't want the word, I don't want Jesus, I don't want to go to that church, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. And all the Lord is doing, have you ever noticed it? Warning comes before destruction. All he's doing is warning you because he can see further than you. He knows what's down the road. Hello, he's just saying, get in now and you can escape it. Get in now, stop doing what you're doing, stop saying what you're saying, stop thinking what you're thinking, stop acting the way you're acting, because it's coming. Yeah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You can't shut up my shut up a little more shaky. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Sliding backwards. Perpetual backsliding. That means continuously. Continuously backsliding. Never ever coming into the knowledge of the truth. You just keep going backwards. Keep going backwards. And you want Jesus to keep putting up with your junk. That's what you want. Yeah. Hey, shine, shine, shine. Jeremiah 28. God, look, Jude said, I'm just trying to warn you. That's all. It's okay. When I leave and go home, you can still make a decision to keep backsliding. <laughs> Hello? Jeremiah 28, 16 says it this way. We're talking about the apothecy. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, behold, I will cast them from off the face of the earth. This year thou should die, because thou hast taught rebellion against the Lord. Are you teaching people to rebel against God? Uh, you know people watching your life talking about you a Christian. You know what? Hide that word and don't ever tell anybody again what you are. Because you are a disgrace. 
to the kingdom of God. I came right. Hide it. I'm a Christian and doing everything you big enough, ugly enough to do. Living any kind of way. And tell me, I'm a Christian. Do you know people are looking at you? Do you know people are looking at you? Tell me, you a Christian? And you're smoking, drinking, fornicating, having sex before marriage. You're living in adultery, meaning you're married and you're having sex with another man or another woman. Hello, you cussing, you lying, you're stealing. And tell me, you a Christian? And people look at that and they say, oh, well, I want to be a Christian. I really want to be a Christian. And you're looking at them like, baby, that's not Christ-like. That's not an, uh-oh, uh-oh, Holy Ghost just spoke. That's not an anointed life. To remove burdens and destroy yokes. But we're teaching people. You can do all those sins and be anointed. No, you can't. You have no power. You ain't, you're not even going to put your hand on your toe and it stop hurting. Oh, I came to preach. I know you don't hear like this no more. But I'm going to preach it. And one day when Jesus decides to take me home, then you won't have to hear my voice anymore. <laughs> you won't. Jeremiah 7. We're talking about the apothecy. I'm giving you scriptures. I didn't write this. I didn't make it up. Jeremiah 7. Verse 8, he says, Behold, you trust in lying words that will not profit you. That's what's happening. Every backslider that won't come back, every sinner that's out here living in sin, every person that's got one foot in the church and one foot in the world, Jesus said, the word says, you trusting in lying words that will not profit you. Will you steal, murder, Commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense unto Baal, false gods, and walk after other gods whom you know not, and come and stand before me, saith the Lord, in this house which is called by my name, and say we have been delivered to do all these abominations. That is for you since you wanted a scripture. I felt that. Ah, she don't know what she's talking about. about we ran the label uh, Christian and we ain't living nothing. That don't mean nothing. Jesus says, okay, so what you're telling the people, I delivered you from sin so you could continue to do all these abominations. That's not so. He says, I delivered you from sin so you would serve me and be righteous and show forth my word in your life, my life in your life, my power in your life. You live in a lie. Keep shining. Keep shining. Yes, sir. Keep shining, Anna. Yes, sir. He says, you tell the people I've been delivered to do all these abominations. Really? Really? I want you to, I want that to look at it. Don't be looking at me. Look at the word. Look at your Bible. Look at your iPhone. Look at, look at your iPad. Look at the word. I didn't write it. <laughs> Live in any kind of way. Talking about you anointed to preach God's word. Preach what? The only prayer a sinner can pray is repentance. Lies, lies, lies. Is this house which is called by my name, become a den of robbers in your eyes. Behold, even I have seen it, saith the Lord. But go ye now unto my place, which was in Shiloh, where I set my name in the first, and see what I did to it for the wickedness of my people, Israel. 
Are are y'all getting this? He says, if you don't believe that I judge sin, he says, then just go and read back through the Bible and see what happened to everybody that kept on practicing sin. See what I did. See what I allowed to happen. It's no more, said the Lord. It's no more. See, when you, as you keep continuing in sin, eventually, 40 years, 120 years, 25 years, you're going to annihilate your own self. <laughs> God doesn't do it. I know you're ready for me to preach ice cream and I'm, I'm going home in just a minute. I'm going home. Thirteen verse, and now because you have done all these works, said the Lord, and I spake unto you, rising up early and speaking, but you heard not, and I called you, but you answered not. Do y'all see that? You done called that joker for 40 years. Come to church, come to church, get right, get out of sin, get out of sin, get out of sin. Oh, no, I don't have to do that. Oh, no. (laughs) And then when judgment hit, when the devil comes in on them, do not. Ah, please pray, please, what you want? 40 years is a long time. 120 years is a long time. 25 years is a long time. (laughs) Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, he are shy. So Jude says, I want to remind you of three examples of apostasy, of falling away, of leaving Jesus Christ, leaving his word, leaving the true and living God, getting from under his word, leaving your preacher who's preaching the word. Three examples of apostasy. The unbelieving Israelites, the angels that sin, and the people of Sodom and Gomorrah. Do y'all, do y'all hear the word? So, so Jude says the first people we dealt with was the unbelieving Israelites. Well, what was their crime? The unbelieving Israelites were in the wilderness. God had promised the land of Canaan to the people, but they accepted the evil report of the spies at Kadesh and rebelled against the Lord. Those spies brought back an evil report to the people. Go to, go to Numbers 13. We good. I haven't seen you all week. Amen. While you was laying up there in the cool air on Wednesday, drinking your lemonade, didn't have to come out to service. Uh-huh. Numbers 13. And I just want you to look at verse... 32, it says, and they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying the land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eated up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of a great statue. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. So basically, the children of Israel were in the wilderness, and God gave them a direct command to take the land of Canaan. He also gave them a specific time. It was the time now. Take the land of Canaan, and I'm going to be with you. I'm going to send my angel with you. And they rebelled against the Lord because they looked at what they could see rather than looking at the word of God. How many people have come in this ministry and gotten prophecies and God said, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And then we go back out here. We let the word drop. We let the word in the, in the Bible drop. We let the uh, 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 rhema word drop. And then we start listening to everything the devil's saying us and we start to sink. We sink in our heart. We sink in our mind. We sink in our imagination. 
And then as time go on and we continue to sink down within ourselves, in our flesh, then we begin to resent God. Why'd you let this happen anyway? Why did this have to come this way? Wait a minute. I just told you I'm going to help you. Which means you close your eyes and go on through the gunfire. Just, just, just go for what you know. Faith without works is Faith without works is Whatever God tells you to do, it means you close your eyes to the world, close your eyes to the devil, and open your eyes to the word of God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God is going to give me the strength. He's going to protect me. Hello. And though I fall, he's going to uphold me. Yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord. Yes, under our Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Your word. Look at Numbers 14. They got real crazy. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, and the whole congregation said unto them, Would to God that you had let us die in our sin. Or would to God we would have died in this wilderness. You know, there are people that do that. They can't take the pressure of living it. They can't take it. And they go back into sin. But guess what, church? We got to take it. Did you hear what I said? We got to take it. Should Jesus bear the cross alone and all go free? No, there's a cross for everybody. What's my cross? To stand, to live in this wicked world. To stay saved in a dark world when everybody else fornicating and giving it up freely. Nope, I'm keeping my body. <laughs> I'm sorry if that sounded funny, but, <laughs> you know, that's what they be doing. Nope. Why everybody else on drugs? Because they can't take the pressure of life. No, I'm not. I'm a, the Bible said the joy of the Lord is my strength. The Bible said, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. What does that mean? It means be drunk on the Holy Spirit. Amen. Get so lost in the Word of God. Get so lost in Psalms of God. Get drunk on Jesus. Yeah, y'all boss. He calling it up, better. Yes, sir. He said, I'm calling this church up. I'm calling you up, said the Lord. Get up in your mind. Get up in your heart. Get up. Get up in your living for him. He said, I'm calling this church up. Mm -hmm. It means to go against the grain. Don't do, don't follow the world. Go in the other direction. If the world going this way, you go this way. Don't do what the world is doing. <laughs> and see, preachers are responsible whether you do it or not to preach the word. Let me tell you why. Because if the word don't go forth in here, you see what he told them? He says, so you tell the people, uh, I've been delivered to come in God's house and do all these abominations. What happens is, if the preacher don't preach, and I'm talking about for real, preach what God say preach, those spirits take up residence in the house. And then it becomes a stronghold in God's house. So even if they don't listen to what I'm saying, at least there will be no strongholds in this house. At least the Lord won't judge. You see what he told him? He said, go down there and see what I did to my house at Shiloh. He let it be destroyed. At least the house won't be destroyed. You see what I'm saying? So the preacher got a responsibility to live right. The people got a responsibility to live right. But if the preacher don't do it, the house becomes a den of thieves. Spirits set up resident in the house of God. And those that want to be helped come in and they can't get help because them spirits sitting up. So whether you like me or not, I have to preach the word. So this house won't be destroyed. So those spirits won't set up in here. And hopefully somebody will come through that door that really do want help. Shine for me. Shine for me. Shine. Verse 4, and they said one to another, let us make a captain. And let us return back to our sin. 
Let's get us somebody that'll take us back. Because we, we don't want this. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we pass through to search it is an exceeding good land. Look at your neighbor. Say, The promises of God are exceedingly good. And we can take them. And we can have them. Because God is delighting in us. Says, so stop listening to the words of the devil and the naysayers and the sinners. What did verse 8 say? If the Lord delight in us, then he will bring us into the land and give it us, a land which floweth with milk and honey. Only rebel not against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land, for they are bred for us. Their defense is departed from them. And then what he told them? But no. They listened to the evil report. They were ready to go back to Egypt. In the New Testament, listen at this, in the New Testament, in the book of Hebrews, in the book of Hebrews, the Holy Spirit gives us the warnings against unbelief toward God's word that leads to apostasy. The Israelites accepted an evil report instead of believing the promises of God by faith. Y'all see that? Hebrews chapter 3. Got to move now. I feel the Holy Spirit. He's saying it's almost time to go. And then I'm going to get in that little car and I'm going home. And you can wipe the, brow, wipe the sweat off your brow and say, thank you, Jesus. We made it through another Sunday. <laughs> you better take this word. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7. Wherefore? As the Holy Ghost said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. So who was talking to them? The Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works 40 years, wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said they do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. You remember that scripture, don't you? Where he said, the children of Israel knew his acts, but Moses knew the way he would take. See, they knew about bread, fish, clothes, shelter, all that good stuff y'all like to hear about. And you're going to get a car, and you're going to get a car, and you're going to get a car, and you're going to get a man, and you're going to get a woman. <laughs> but Moses learned his way. Which way will God go? And see, that's how come I can stand up here and preach bold like I do, because I know his way. See, they done taught y'all, God is not going to do anything to you. Just keep living in sin. But I know to beg different with you. Judgment will come. It might take 120 years. It might take 25 years. Keep going your way and don't come God's way. Judgment is coming. Come on, Anna, let's go. It's time, it's time. Go on, go on now. Go on in. Hey, hey. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. He said, I was grieved with him. Some of us, God grieved with because you won't obey him. He done told you to come out your sin. He done told you to get under the word. Some of you are supposed to be doing something for the Lord, but you don't want to sit under the anointed word so he can grow you up, so you can do it right. You want to do it your own sloppy way. Make sure I buy on my high, I say. shine for me. He was greed. And 11 verse says, so I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Take heed, brethren and sisters, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. What's an evil heart? Unbelief in departing from the living God. But exalt one another daily. Why it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. See, sin is a liar. 
It'll lie to you. It'll deceive you. It'll make you think you're all right. When you're not. Look at Hebrews 4. Let us therefore fear, verse 1, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. Now that's kind of deep. Can we get to that? And then we're going we're gonna to go on and close. We're going to close. Listen at this. The Israelites had been in slavery in Egypt for 430 years. Now you do understand the reason why they ended up in slavery was because they were not supposed to stay in Egypt. But when Joseph died, they got comfortable and they stayed. Where were they supposed to be? They weren't supposed to be in Egypt. They were only supposed to stay there till the famine was over. They were supposed to be headed to Canaan. That's how sin do you. You're supposed to be on your way, and you start getting comfortable. Well, ain't nothing happened. Everything seems good. And you stay too long. Somebody say, don't stay too long in your sin. Say, all unrighteousness is sin to God. Healing. 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 Israel's deliverance could not come until the iniquity of the Amorites was complete. This implicates that there is a certain level. Listen at this. There is a certain level of sin God will bear before he judges it. These pagan inhabitants of Canaan must eventually be exterminated. But God often allows evil to run its course sometimes to the seeming retirement of his people. What does that mean? We're ready for it to be over. Lord, I'm so tired of them. I'm so sick of them. I'm sick of their sin. I'm sick of their mess. And God said, hold on. It ain't full yet. Not yet. I'm bearing with them. I'm trying to give them time to repent. 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 So a lot of times when sinners getting on your nerves, calm down, because God trying to give them time to repent. <laughs> but, but now, when that time is up, what do you say, Lord? What do you say, Lord? Before he judges sin. He is long-suffering not willing that any should perish, even the sinful. He, he also allows evil to come to a fullness. Watch this, though. See, it's working both ways. He also allows evil to come to a fullness so that the consequences of wickedness can be clear to all. Basically, he said, I'm going to let you see them. Staying in sin. They won't obey. They won't. The prophet's rising up early. The word's speaking to them. They're having dreams and visions. I'm sending people to them, but they won't hear. So God said, now when judgment come, because it took so long, I want you to be clear. I gave them ample time. Go sit down somewhere. Stop hollering and screaming. Shut up. Because what you don't want to do is be connected I just love you so much. I'm going to go through it with you. No, I'm not. The devil is a lie. You did it. I didn't. No. <laughs> Moses knew his. He wants wickedness to be clear to all. Thus his wrath is demonstrated to be completely righteous. The Israelites didn't belong in Egypt. They were supposed to be in Canaan. But sin traps us in situations 
where we don't belong. The longer we stay in sin, the worse it gets. And we become trapped like the Israelites were in Egypt. They wandered in the wilderness for 40 years because of their murmuring. And they gathered together against the Lord to provoke him. Here's the rest of it. We have the good news of eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. Listen at this now. They go hand in hand. The Israelites, this is what the scripture was talking about. They had the good news of the gospel preached to them. We have the good news of the gospel preached to us. This is what that means. And then I'm closing. We have the good news of eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. The Israelites also had good news of rest in the land of Canaan. Hmm. So, watch this. Their rest was Canaan, but our rest is Jesus, who is our Canaan. So, what are we going to do? You're going to let the devil fool you? You're you, you going to let the devil fool you because you haven't received all of it yet? You're going to let the devil fool you because of what the sinner is saying? You're going to let the devil fool you? And you're going to believe his evil report against what God is saying? Oh, babies, it's all right. It's all right. I'm going with Jesus. And I'm going all the way. I'm going all the way. I will not be caught up in apostasy. I will not fall away. I don't care. I, yes, it gets, it gets rough sometimes, but I'm not turning loose because I know what's at the end. But some of you, God is saying, you need to make up in your mind. You heard the word. God is his word. God is his word. You heard the Lord talking to you. He calling some of you out of sin. He's calling some of you out of your self-will, rebellious self. Lord have mercy. Noah preached 120. I have to remind myself. I don't think I preached 120 yet. I don't think, no, that's right. Keep counting for me, baby. God calling you. He calling you. He said, make a decision today. You hearing my word. I am my word. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Don't push it off on somebody else. Lord, what you ought to do is to let those Israelites come and talk to them. Let those angels come and talk to them. Let the people of Sodom and Gomorrah come and talk to them. Let them come and tell you what happened to them after the 120 years, and they didn't want to hear. The children of Israel kept on challenging God. They kept on testing him and trying him with the aggravation of their sin flaunting in his face. They sinned when they saw his works. What works did they see? Works of wonder performed for their deliverance out of Egypt. You saw how God brought you out of sin. You, you done seen the miraculous of God. They saw his support and supply for them in the wilderness, but they continued thus to sin against God for 40 years. They did not know God's ways, though he had walked before them. They did not observe either his providence or his ordinance. All sin not only angers and insults God, but it grieves him. I will not slap my God in the face. I'm going to live for him. What about you, church? Amen. What about you, saints? Amen. I'm going to live for him. I'm going to live for him. I'm going to live for him. Next week, I'm going to bring the prophetic dream. And it's okay. Whoever shows up, I'll tell you the dream. Next week, we're going to talk about Sodom 
and Gamar. We're going to talk about the angels. We're going to talk about good angels. We're going to talk about bad angels. We're going to talk about angels. <laughs> when I dropped off into it, when I stepped off into it, I said, oh, Lord, you're just not getting me here. I said, somebody put in a request. They want to hear about angels, but I cannot preach where God has not taken me yet. I have to wait. Even though I have notes this thick, I had to wait till he told me, now you can preach it. And my thing is this. If God punishes his angels, what in the world you think, you think we're going to get away? Look at me, everybody. Look at me, everybody. I just want to say something to you. I just want to say this, and I'm closing. Just remember, he gives you ample time. 40 years is a long time. 120 years is a long time. He does not come in two weeks or 20 years. He gives you a long time. But I want you to understand something. If within that time, you don't make the decision to serve Jesus, to get under the word and stay under the word, when calamities come, stop telling God it's his fault. Stop getting mad at God. Stop thinking you got a golden ticket to be the first one in line to get prayer. Give the Lord a hand, praise.